Well, let me tell you something, brother. The cream of the crop. Nobody does it better. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. We are here with another episode of Cream of the Crop, episode nine, but eight for us. So it's a little weird. And I'd like to welcome back to the mic the man with the maliciousness. No, that's not right. The metal pipes. (laughs) The metal pipes, yes. So while I've been quarantined, I've been doing like vocal covers and stuff. So um, if you know me on Facebook, you can see some of those videos. Yeah, it shocked (laughs) the hell out of me, man. Little Rock Antonio over here has the voice of a metal god. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm working on it. <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good to me, though. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So, we're here to bring you uh, an episode that's more of a prediction show for Money in the Bank this week. We're going to cover a little bit of what happened in AEW and an upcoming pay-per-view for them with Double or Nothing on May 26th. And it's just good to be back on the show. Yes, it is good to be back. And, um, you know, once again, I mean, pro wrestling's still going strong and... Uh, you know, it's nice to see AEW kind of slowly bringing in fans, and um, you—they are just the—they uh, are the blueprint of what you should be doing during a pandemic, I believe, oh. <laughs> as far as pro wrestling goes and broadcasting it. The man speaks the truth, people. I mean, I was so happy to see people, even though they were wearing masks and staying away from them, like recording the show, cheering them on. It wasn't just another like sideline pro wrestler that wasn't working that week. It was actually somebody that paid money to get in there, and it was awesome. Yes, I think I, I completely agree, man. I think we're really two weeks away, maybe, maybe in time for that pay per view. Even though I don't know if it's in Vegas or if it's in Jacksonville, because it is all or nothing. That we'll have a full crowd or at least half a crowd. Yeah, and that and and I was thinking about too, you know. It, it, half the crowd what what does that look like uh you know is is wwe going to be doing um arena shows with half a crowd can they afford that i don't know um but that was kind of going through my head today you know as far as half capacity you know will we see those uh i mean (laughs) i don't know i think wwe has probably had half capacity arena shows the past couple years yeah especially going to a live event like a raw or smackdown taping they don't show the left side of the arena on purpose yes it's it's pretty empty i mean the last show i went to back probably a couple years now it was it was decently full i mean there was a lot of camera and sound people and whatnot like behind the scenes stuff on the left side. Yeah. But there was still a good amount of people over there. Yeah, the um the Grand Rapids one I went to a couple it's been almost two years now. And yeah, oh, yeah I forgot like, we were at that same show. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that, that's the one we were at. Okay. So so we're probably talking about the same one, I I would assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Yeah. I, I yeah, that whole left side, yeah, they don't uh they don't show that and yeah, it was kind of empty. So what? I mean, I'd say probably these arena shows, probably at worst, probably two thirds capacity. Probably, I mean, yeah. And if it stays in the performance center, I mean, they're they're talking about putting chairs back in there, or maybe even moving it over to full sale where they were taping NXT. Sure. Yeah. So, you know, it'd be kind of cool to see, uh, you know, back in the uh, ECW days, you know, when they were in the uh, theaters and stuff. Yes. I'd like to see maybe some more of those. Like the old school uh, Manhattan Theater for Raw. Yes, yeah. Yeah, that would be awesome. Yep. Those would be some cool shows. It's like start small like you were indie again, and all of a sudden, like, boom, back into the, like, Staples Center, and then who knows what for 
pay-per-views and whatnot. I mean, I I miss the day of the big pay-per-view every month, not just the like supersized Raw setup or SmackDown setup like they have now. Yeah, no. I miss the staging. Yes, yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, <laughs> I I downloaded a video game here on on the PC and uh, it's going through. Um, uh, it was like a uh, mod of No Mercy. Yes, that's the, right. The WCW uh, mod, but it had like 30 arenas on it, and it had like the Bash at the Beach '99 and and Starcade '97 and uh, uh, Halloween Havoc '99 or whatever '98. And those those stages were so cool. Yes, they were, man. I mean, I've been watching a lot of like old school uh, ruthless aggression era pay per views, especially backlashes. Yeah. And the stages with like the giant sickles and the, like the swinging pendulums of death type of thing. Yeah, like yeah. Where's that been? I mean, yep. I mean, I get it. It's PG, but what's the harm in having a cool stage? Oh yeah, and and uh, you know, I think of uh, WrestleMania 17 was my favorite stage. I'm trying to remember that one. And that one, man. Let me see if I could pull it up here. It was pretty simplistic. But it just felt big, and uh, I don't know. It, it it really looked cool. Oh, is that the one that was in Texas? Yeah, yeah. It was in the, okay. uh, in the Astrodome. Yes. <laughs> Appropriately enough, me yes. wearing an Astros jersey today. <laughs> yes. So, I mean, the stage was was pretty simplistic, but, man, it just looked so cool. That Yeah, I do remember that one. Yeah. Because that was, oh, man, was that – Stone Cold and the Rock. Stone Cold and the Rock. Yeah. Yes. For I think that was the last time. Yeah. That was the last Stone Cold Rock. And I think that was when, or obviously, the Rock took it because he kept going, and Stone Cold retired shortly after that because of knee injuries. Did Rock, Stone Cold won that one? Did he? Yep. God, Vince. My memory's Vince, not on time. Uh, Stone Cold turned his back. He turned heel that night. And okay. Vince, Vince helped him win. I remember what watching. What am that. I thinking of? That, that, uh, did Stone Cold win the set, first one too? He won the first one too. I think I'm I bet you I think of 18 cuz that's when they had the match one more time at WrestleMania 18. 18 was Rock and Hogan. Okay people, I'm <laughs> but I'm going to drink was... some more caffeine. <laughs> I'm not with it this morning. It's Saturday morning, man. Yep. No, that's um I just remember that it, that WrestleMania for me um, was probably the end of an era, the end of the Attitude Era. It felt like, you know, because then the invasion started happening a couple months after that. Okay. But um, I mean, for me, that was that was probably my favorite WrestleMania, and I've had a lot of time to watch some WrestleManias here in the uh, in the past month, month and a half. In the furlough era is what we're going to call it. The furlough era. They can have eras. We can have eras, too. I don't care. Yeah, that's right. And uh, it right now, man, I'm telling you, the, the furlough era, I just feel like AEW really walked away with the uh, with the championship on that one. Uh, you're not joking. They, you know, and, and I said it earlier, I mean, the, these guys, I, I feel like, you know, they're setting the standard as far as what what it should look like and i'm not quite sure why wwe really isn't taking note of that uh this past month honestly uh some of these shows you know with wwe especially i mean we were we were talking about raw earlier yeah and i mean 
I just really wasn't uh, satisfied, honestly. No, not at all. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, I will give a shout out to our one of our new members here at Game On and uh, with Cream of the Crop, Carlos, who was actually talking to me as I was uh, watching Raw this week, and I got through that gauntlet match, and I turned it the hell off. Yeah. And I think that might have been when I when I turned it on was in the middle of that gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. And for me, when I when I think of a gauntlet match and I hear that, I'm thinking of like, man, they're just trying to kill some time here. Yeah. <laughs> and I and and for me, like, oh, you know, I hate to be negative Nancy here, but it's just like I, I feel like WWE has been kind of resorting to a lot of that, you know, time saving, money saving. Uh, techniques that you know i i feel like i could really just see through and i mean you know the gauntlet match it just felt like yeah we're just trying to take up some time here on the show i mean it's three hour show um also too was a gimmick to get aj styles back into yeah back into the mix which where has he been for the last couple weeks yeah and i know that they've been saying you know aj hasn't really been happy behind the scenes with wwe uh, and I'm sure a lot of other superstars, you know, feel the same way as him. Um, yeah, but yeah, I, I mean, he's back. I honestly think he, uh, I'm going to say he's my pick for who wins the money in the bank. I don't think you're far off. I mean, up until that moment, I was going to go like all in on Alistair Black in that match just because I, I think they were going to, but now that AJ is back in the mix. I can see them pushing him because of his friends getting furloughed or released or whatever you want to call it. Sorry, I had a volume. Oh, <laughs> I had this up. <laughs> oh, no, I got you. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't know if I was like blowing your eardrums out or you just nope. stopped recording. You're great. You are awesome. <laughs> but yeah, it, watching that match and when he came out wearing like the blacked out OC shirt and then he had the new OC logo on his pants. I mean, I was like, that's kind of a. I, I know a tribute to the other two getting let go. Um, I know that Luke Gallows is, like, going all in on this internet TV show. I can't remember the name of it, but um, he was promoting it really hard on Twitter this week. So I don't know if he's going back into wrestling right away or if he's just going to start producing, like, jackass-style television, which is what I saw the show was going to kind of be based on. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And I saw Rusev really isn't in any rush to go into anything. No. Um, yeah, I saw him. He was doing something. I I don't know. He was he he came out with some some video. I didn't see fully what it was. I didn't watch it either. Okay. Yeah. Um, but I know. Oh no, he's doing uh, Twitch streams. Oh, that's right. Yes. So yeah, yeah. he's he's been doing that, and uh, looks like he's not really in a huge rush, and and uh, you know that. Rightfully so. I mean, you know, I, it's going to build some suspense as far as, you know, where, where these guys are going to jump. Same with uh, um, the Revival or the Revolt. I actually have some news on that, and it's uh, somebody brought it to my attention. It was actually Carlos who sent me a message. Okay. The Revolt is going to be having a third member. Ooh. And that third member is EC3. That would be cool. Yeah. You know, I was just talking about, and, and maybe maybe I even mentioned it on the last episode, but uh, me and Stephanie, my fiance, were talking about, man, remember they had all these, you know, 
uh, promos for all these NXT superstars a year ago that were yep. just going to jump up, you know, to the main roster. And I mean, honestly, the only ones having success out of those, I Nikki Cross, I guess. <laughs> Nikki and uh, well, yeah, because Andrade and Alistair and all them were after that promo because. Um, Mine's, my mind's going to draw on a blank. Who's the big guy that Lars, got hurt? Lars, Lars Sullivan, yep, yep. He got hurt, unfortunately, So, and said some stupid things to Vince that he didn't like, so that's where he's been on the sidelines. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, realistically, only Nikki Cross. Yeah, which is just – I. to me, that makes me <clears> – <throat> excuse me, that really makes me start wondering, I mean, you know, how, how is WWE utilizing this talent? And I know it's something I bring up quite often on these shows is you know is it is it really the superstar or is it really how the talent's being utilized right um and they've underutilized people for decades yeah and it goes to show i mean look at and i know this is kind of a bad example because he's with the program now look at aj styles when he first started out Exactly. How big a name he became, and then they were like, oh, wait, we we messed up. We got to get him back. Yeah. Yep. I'm sure the same thing happened with people like Kenny Omega or the the Young Bucks or anybody mm-hmm. in the Bullet Club. I mean, they started picking those guys back up from Japan once they became huge again. So. Yeah, and uh, uh, Bobby Roode, he was another one. Exactly. Um, uh, yeah, Young Bucks did, you know, they, they did have a tryout with WWE. And and, um, and uh, I don't think they made it. Which is surprising to me. Yeah. So, you know, it's, I, I think, honestly, and I, I've seen some videos about it too, but I think really Vince McMahon or... Um, WWE's really kind of like lost their touch as far as yeah you know the the talent and and finding that talent and utilizing it honestly uh, which makes me a little nervous for uh, you're talking about um, uh, Killer Cross yeah yes now Carrion Cross which I get it Vince's PG era still but it's on NXT which is Hunter's show. Doesn't make any sense to me why they had to change his name. This guy has been tearing it up in Lucha Underground. He's been tearing it up in uh, Impact. He was even in AAA for a little while. So, I mean, he's fought people like Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix and all of those guys. So, he's going to be, or he has the potential, excuse me, to be a big-time star in the WWE if they don't mess up his booking like they have with countless other people yeah and the fact that they brought in some fresh um i say fresh sight for eyes you know what i'm talking about with scarlet bordeaux or scarlet cross now yes his little manager and i'd be careful doing an internet search on her she's got some racy shit oh boy (laughs) (laughs) yep yeah, if you if you ever follow Rob Van Dam on uh, Instagram or anything, uh, his wife or girlfriend, 
who uh let's just say is like the porn star of whatever league that she's in <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh recently started an only fans page that i don't even want to look at because there's probably going to be some weird Rob Van Dam shit on there with her, and I don't want to see him naked. I know. I, you know, I, I can't I can't look at him the same now. You know, he was, you know, when I was 10, 11, 12, one of my favorites, and so it's hard to see RVD in that light. Yeah, very, very much so. And apparently he's kind of changed to the point now where it's not just him and her. It's like him, her, and a couple other people. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um yeah, I want to say he has, like, a girlfriend and a wife or something like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, all right. All right, Rob Van Dam. I mean, <laughs> good on you, but <laughs> sure, it's probably a good thing that he's not in the WWE anymore except for that one appearance on the uh, Raw show that they had for everybody yeah. that came back. Yep. I mean, thankfully she didn't come with him, but. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to get her name because it's escaping my mind, but every time I search her online, it just comes up as Jennifer, and that's not her name. You're talking about the girl that he... Uh, He's with all the time. Uh, Jennifer Barlow is what I see. Yeah, that's her real name. I'm trying to okay. remember what her stage name is. Oh, Katie Forbes. Okay. Yeah. WWE legend Rob Van Dam in Thruple. They call it a Thruple. <laughs> You're looking at the same page I am, too. <laughs> yeah, don't go down too far. You might get a virus. Oh, man. Yeah, probably. <laughs> so. Wow. Gone are the days of the Attitude Era. Bring on the days of the Pornhub Era, I guess. Yep. So Rob, Well, Rob Van Dam, you know. <laughs> he, he, he's, a, he's in a position now. He just does what he wants. He's kind of like the... Uh, I, I feel like a, uh, as far as what he what he wants to do, kind of the uh, <laughs> Hulk Hogan of uh, a, a little mini Hulk Hogan, I guess. <laughs> Without the racial slurs, yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, he does what he wants. He he seems to be living his best life. Oh uh, yeah, or his best life. If that's you know that's what he wants. But you take the man out of Battle Creek, but you can't take the Battle Creek out of the man, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So. Wow. But yeah, that was a tangent we didn't even think about going down this morning. That just kind of happened, folks. So yeah, Rob Van Dam was actually I uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he was the first Money in the Bank winner. I think you might be right. Him or Edge? Yeah, because I was watching one of the backlashes a couple weeks or a couple days ago actually, and Rob Van Dam had the first customized case for it, but Edge had the first. Uh, case, oh. I think. Yep, yep, okay, yep, that's right. Edge was the first one, okay. See, folks, go out and get a WWE Network subscription. Yes. And follow us on Twitter and for all this information. Yes. <laughs> now, I remember last year, man, I'm looking at this. I just remember um, Brock Lesnar returning. This is when Brock Lesnar returned it and got the money in the bank. And then had that stupid boombox briefcase. Jeez. Nah. <laughs> well, I can tell you for one, from what I've been reading, this will not happen again this year. Good. He's going to be away from the WWE for a little while. Yeah. I don't think he's happy with the way management handled this whole crisis thing. 
Um, I think he was a little upset with WrestleMania. I mean, I understand that he lost the belt on purpose to step away. Um, but he was the number one advocate for getting people to safety as far as like getting them away from the, the virus and people that are sick. And sure. And when he found out that they were going to go ahead with WrestleMania and have people there, he wasn't happy. So he'll be gone for a while. You know, I wish they. I wish there was some kind of uh, way we could see how Brock, how Brock was behind the scenes. I think, um, you know, I mean, he he was a heel in the WWE. So I mean, I, I you know, I'm not supposed to like the guy, but I, I really would like to see, you know, his role um, as a leader backstage because he he really was, and I mean. He, I, I hear about, you know, um, his communication with uh, Drew as far as just really getting him over and stuff. I really think that would help me see him in a better light. Yeah, it could be. it. I mean, who knows if they're making a documentary like they are doing with The Undertaker right now that it's going to show more backstage and more of what's going on with the out-of-character persona. Mm-hmm. Um Brock's just kind of a personal person anyways. I mean, he doesn't really say much yeah. on on Mike for a reason. Mm-hmm. He doesn't put his raw emotion out there. I mean, I didn't know that for the longest time that he was married to Sable and has two kids. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Yeah. Think of, you know, <laughs> I just think of, you know, Brock Lesnar, WWE, 24, 25 years old, and, uh, you know, Sable, for lack of a better t- term, a cougar, you know. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Approaching him, uh, you know, I'm sure Brock Lesnar heard of Sable in the late 90s, you know. And oh, yeah. So. He goes, oh, three-time Playboy <laughs> cover Playboy cover girl. I mean, <laughs> let's go that way out. Yep, yep. Um, I mean, even though she was married to Mark Merrow at the time. Yeah. I wonder how that ended. I don't know, Mark Marrow, man. Yep. It's a like I said, man. I've been watching a lot of old stuff, so oh, all yeah. these older names are sticking with me. Like to watch the Dudley Boys in their prime, and then see them go up against people like La Resistance and yeah, all that crap. And Without. oh, we have a uh, technical malfunction. Some lighting just fell down. Oh, fun. Yeah, your rope light just wow. released. Yeah. Scared me a little bit. That's been. I've been. I've been sitting here in the studio trying to. I've been rigging a lot of things together. And folks, I got to tell you, it looks good. Yes, except for the lighting falling. But that's all right. <laughs> a little gorilla tape will be back in business. Yes. Uh, yep. A lot of this is a lot of this. Uh, these contraptions in here are just held by duct tape. Yeah. <laughs> but. Um, yeah. Okay. So I mean, we we were we were talking about Raw. Yep. Um, it just seemed like a bummer of a show as far as results and the outcomes. Uh, a lot of stuff I really wasn't super excited about. I mean, again, Ricochet and Cedric Alexander. You know, as soon as you start seeing them. I, I don't know. It, it, it seemed like you know something was going for them, and then Viking Raiders. It, it, they had a was it? Vi- uh, it wasn't Viking Raiders. It was uh oh shoot, two guys from NXT. Um, oh God, I can't even think of their names now. Uh, like I said, I didn't watch the whole episode, so I don't even remember who you're talking about. Yeah. To be honest with you, 
uh, two Australian guys from NXT. Anyways, they, they won. Um, yeah, I, I mean, it just seems like the tag team division on the Raw side, man, it's just it's been so much more appealing than the SmackDown side, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I am looking forward to getting a lot of these NXT tag teams in and uh, just seeing some more competition. Well, you know what's really bad, and I will say this, when you kick a show off with MVP in his little private lounge or whatever, yeah. VIP lounge, and the first person you bring out to speak is Asuka. Yeah. I mean, haven't they learned their lesson yet? <laughs> and now the fact that they're doing the same thing with NXT with Eero Shirai and putting her on the mic because she's going up against Charlotte Flair. They can't speak English very well. Yeah. How are we supposed to translate this? I mean, unless you have somebody on the screen or putting translation or subtitles, I know that sounds bad, Sure. on the bottom of the screen, how are we supposed to follow this? Yeah. And honestly, you know, I, I think WWE really thinks it's just really funny. And right. me, I'm just like, oh, all right, this is this is kind of old. Let's, you know, let's move on. Uh, yeah. You know, I, I did like... <laughs> I did like her and uh, Asuka and Shayna Baszler teaming up on Nia Jax. Uh, I mean, out, out, of, out of the three, it's just I really don't want to see Nia Jax win, win that money in the bank. <laughs> you know, I don't – well, no, she's not in the match. I forgot she's going up against Bailey. I think her former partner might be having a good push here, Tamina. Oh, yeah. So um, not to jump to SmackDown, but no. you just reminded me of that. Um I don't think it's going to be Nia. Yeah. I think it's probably going to be Shayna. I honestly, yeah. I, yeah, it, it's got to be. And to answer your previous question about Ricochet and Cedric, it was Brendan Vink and Shane Thorne. That's right. Yep. Yeah, I've not really seen those guys a whole lot, so I don't know too much about them. Yeah. Uh yeah, I don't know much about those guys either. They look good in the ring. I mean, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of them. I'm just, man, I'm just a big fan of Alexander and Ricochet right now. They are just energy, constant, and, and just flowing. And Well, you heard about the proposed name that they're going to give them, right? What's that? Two Fly. Two Fly. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. Yeah. I mean, come on with the gimmick names already. I mean, this isn't Duke the Dumpster or anything <laughs> like that. Yeah. It's Too fly. It's 2020. Mm -hmm. Leave them with their own name. I sure. mean, the fact that they did an NXT with... Uh, God damn. I can't think this morning. The Broser Waits. Oh, yeah. And now there's a new guy there because Pete Dunne can't travel. Um, oh, yeah, man. somebody I've never really heard of either. So hmm. I don't want to go down the gimmick street again, but if it's going to be in this four-way match at Ladder or Money in the Bank, mm -hmm. you have a team, like all three of them have gimmicks, and there's one team that doesn't. Yeah. You have the Lucha House Party. You have the Forgotten Sons. You have the New Day, and then you have Miz and Morrison. Yeah. Do they have to have a name to be in this match? Just call it the dirt sheet? 
a good po- well <laughs> you know what <laughs> you know what i just saw sorry i just i just was reminded of this uh uh on aw i i, I saw um with the tag team jericho and guevara uh oh, and, and omega yeah. and, and matt hardy and said the sex gods yep <laughs> I about threw up when I read that, but I was like, you know, okay, I get it. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, I thought that maybe it would be like the broken elite or something like that for the other side. Or Sure. No. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I'm okay with the gimmicky names. I think, uh, you know, I'm a sucker for marketability, you know, and I think of, okay, what am I going to see on a T-shirt? Yeah. Um, you know – but it's it, it's got to be it's got to be a good name. I mean, yeah. it, well, you know, you think of the faction evolution. Um, you think of uh, it, uh, the elite or uh, Bullet Club or you Degeneration know Degeneration X. Degeneration X. Yep. Um, but I don't know throwing around. Yeah, throwing around just random. Yeah. To fly like okay whatever. Um, it, it yeah. I think who really should have been furloughed is the like the the marketing team at WWE because when was the last time they had a good idea other than the Boneyard match? Sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, I get it. WrestleMania 36 would have been huge if it was actually live in front of Tampa inside of Raymond James Stadium mm-hmm. with the whole pirate theme and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah, good idea. Doesn't work with no crowd. Yeah, and... That was really poor English. I'm sorry. Hey. <laughs> English wasn't my best subject. It's all good. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's it, the thing right now. And even analyzing wrestling, it, it's so hard to know. Um, you know, it's so hard to uh, develop. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. But it, it's just so hard to develop stories, you know. And so I think I, I think of you could just have those wrestlers go out there and just do their thing, and not you know not have teams, not you know uh, develop teams for the future or anything like that. And and that would be just as good as what they're doing right now, honestly. So yeah. you know, you think of marketing and and, and the writing and everything. Um, it's kind of out the window at this point. Right. And I think it's funny, too, because I think it was, yeah, it was the Street Profits. They, the first time that the Viking Raiders made an appearance back on NXT as the Viking Raiders, and the Street Profits get in the ring and make fun of the fact that they were called the Viking Experience just because of the way they look. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, that's exactly how they came up with that name. They're only doing it based off of looks because – um, what was his name? Uh, they called him Puke for a while. Oh, Draws. Yeah. Draws, yeah. Yep. I remember watching Beyond the Mat drilled because he could throw up on content or in command mm-hmm. by Vince McMahon in the office, and they're like, yep, that's your name. You're going to be called Puke for the rest of the time. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. that's a horrible gimmick. Yeah. It was kind of like, do you remember the guy Skinner back in the <laughs> – No. No. He came out to the ring. He was dressed like he was hunting crocodiles in the in the in Florida. Okay. And he had this gushing mouthful of chew 
coming off of his lip. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like one of those you see and you remember him. Like, where did this gimmick come from? Yeah. Ugh. Are they comparing him to Baron Corbin there? The time Baron Corbin and Skinner uh, search for gators. Oh, oh Lord. I don't, I don't even know. I, I don't, don't even think I want to see that video. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, it, the thing is, WWE has had some good ideas, uh, but also, I mean, you know, we quickly forget, even even in the 90s, I mean, there were some terrible ideas. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, say with WCW. I mean, <laughs> WCW had some bad... Seven, <laughs> if you remember Seven. Well, yeah. <laughs> and also, too, to tie in, and I know the popular craze right now is, like, Mortal Kombat is just, like, bringing RoboCop into the mix just like WCW did with Sting. Sure. I was like, how do you put a four-ton robot who can't jump or do anything into like a wrestling or a fighting simulation? Yeah, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Hmm. And I know like the whole premise behind RoboCop and WCW was just to break the four horsemen or whoever it was out of the cage. Yeah. That was, I don't know, probably the worst gimmick of all time other than, uh, shit, what was his name? When Typhoon became the, you know what I'm talking about, the guy with the silver stormtrooper helmet on. Oh, oh yeah, uh, Shockmaster. Shockmaster. Oh yeah, that was probably the number one. Or or uh, Yeti, I think. Oh yes, Kevin Nash. Was he was dressed like a mummy? Yes. And they called him the Yeti. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Looking. At or that. no, or was that Paul White? No, it wasn't Paul White because. Uh, oh, he was fighting Paul White. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I knew he was involved somehow. Man. No, oh, you know what? That was Ron. Ron Reese. Who the hell is Ron Reese? Yeah, I couldn't even tell you. Uh, he's best known for, <laughs> between 1995 and 98 under the ring names the Yeti and Reese. I remember. I remember the name Reese. I'm going to turn your thing off. Yeah, I'm starting ahead. to fry. Yep. <laughs> Gets cold in this room. Yep. Uh, yeah, I do I do remember Reese just because of, you know, playing WCW Nitro back in, like, 98. Yeah. And he was, like, a character on there. Um, yeah, man. I got to tell you, for this, the first time I've noticed it on one of our shows, we've been more over, all over the place than any other show, and I love it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, it's so easy. I mean, I'm telling you, when you're talking, when you're talking pro wrestling with somebody, it's so easy to go down a rabbit hole about, you know. Oh, yeah. Factions and names of factions and, uh. Yeah. And I mean, characters that were jokes. And <laughs> it's like when I first came over here this morning, I was talking to you about Harvey Whippleman and how he used to be a little nerd in the ring with Sid Vicious. And then I heard an interview with him and Corey Graves. And the guy sounds like this now like he's been smoking the whole time and channeling his inner stone cold Steve Austin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, what the hell, man? Yeah. Man. Um, and I had no idea that he got to start thanks to Rocky Johnson and jerry the king lawler so if it wasn't for those two we wouldn't have the little nerd that we know today yeah whose real name is bruno from mississippi bruno from mississippi yep. you're on the air well i gotta <laughs> tell you about it no, no, i'm just kidding <laughs> oh man yeah uh, yeah i mean shoot you know we had a good 
15, 20 minute conversation before every time we have a good 15, 20 minute conversation before we even uh, go on the air here. Right. And before we get into any kind of predictions or whatnot, you wanted to talk about the terrible idea to move Charlotte to NXT. Yeah. So, you know, the thing is, I've I've been kind of, when Charlotte won, I just knew it was kind of an an agenda for, you know, Charlotte to really build all these accolades and, uh, you know, build a legacy. Uh, That's just how I see it personally. So Charlotte winning that championship, I just knew, you know, again, like, like Brock Lesnar. I mean, it's really, I, I believe it's just not, and Goldberg, you know, I, I believe it's not good for the business. Um, you know, she said she's the hardest working woman in the world. And <laughs> that it, it, that's just kind of ridiculous. It, you know, for me, somebody saying that, it, it, it's kind of an underlying tone like she's doing enough. And I don't think she's doing anywhere near enough. Because NXT, I think, I believe, honestly, they're not doing as well as they could be doing if they had, you know, somebody like Rhea Ripley, somebody even like Io Shirai as as women's champion for NXT. Um, I have no idea what they're doing with this. And so I've been I've been frustrated. I mean, you, you see Charlotte on Raw all the time. So she was on Raw this week. Exactly. And in that match, uh, and I didn't even get to catch it. I wasn't watching NXT uh, with Io Shirai. I heard was a snoozer. Yep, as you were saying. The only good part of it is that Rhea Ripley showed her face for the first time since WrestleMania, and she went right after uh, trying to help out Io because she was getting beat up after a disqualification. Yeah. But Io kind of turned on her, not physically, just verbally. I mean, you couldn't tell what she was saying, obviously, but she didn't want the help. She wanted to handle it on her own, so. Mm-hmm. And I mean, the only the only good thing I could see out of this is just hopefully soon, Charlotte loses that title. Whatever, we just move on from this and just forget it ever even happened. Right. <laughs> um. It, it just it just hasn't been good, and I don't understand. You know where, uh, you know again, I I think WWE just, and, and I don't know if it's the case with AEW so much. But, you know, there's so much backstage politics that yeah. play into all of this. And um, the politics have never been good for business. No. At, at least, I mean, at least from what I can see on it. Um, well, think of it this way, too. Who's running the show at NXT? Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Yeah. That show got instantly better than Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. Look at AEW. Who's running the show over there? Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. Christopher Daniels, and Kenny Omega. Yeah. If you have people that are still in the ring, technically. Yeah. Or not too far out of touch. Yeah. Yeah. You put on a better show. Absolutely. Who's running Raw and SmackDown? Yeah. Vince. And look how bad they've been. Yep. I'm saying, I know I've said this every episode for the last four episodes, Vince needs to go. Yeah. And... Our other cohort, Carlos, brought it up that Vince is looking to sell. Yeah. So, so what's all, what's with all that? I mean, I I know I've seen some articles on that. I didn't look too far into it because I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes I, I've 
I always feel like that's kind of, you mm -hmm. know, the article's just a, or the headline's just a bait, you know. Yeah. And then you, you get in there and you read on it and it's not what you thought. But. Right. Well, the fact that they're showing W or WrestleMania events on ESPN now to fill in for live television events. Okay. The fact that Fox Sports is now going to do the same thing, starting with WrestleMania three tonight. Yeah. And tonight being Saturday, um, I don't know who's going to be the top bidder because Fox Sports has a show already. Mm -hmm. ESPN had a show back long time ago. Now they don't have anything other than just covering it. I know they had some kind of partnership a few years ago, which made it kind of cool to me because you can follow it better. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if you have to buy an ESPN Plus subscription now to get the WWE Network, or you have to buy a Fox Sports subscription to get the, to get it. If this <clears throat> if this happens, excuse me. I don't want to see it go that way. I want to see it be its own independent force, like it's been for the last four decades. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't need the backing of a major sports television network. It is its own sports television network. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I want to see somebody who's running it, who uh, has respect for the business, who, you know, grew up in the business. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's... It's getting to be like a beating a dead drum at this point. And that's kind of the reason why, like, we've been off the air since April 16th. Like, we haven't recorded a show since then, and we do apologize. And But that's why I bring up this point. There's not been a whole lot of good to cover. And I don't want to turn yeah. into, like, the negative people that beat up on the same yeah. shit over and over again, which we're trying to avoid. So, I mean, I do apologize to you guys that do listen to us, and I've heard some outcry from you that you are looking forward to our, listening to our show today. Um, we want to bring you what's going on in a positive way. We want to bring you the new stuff, and that's why we're sitting here today about to do Money in the Bank prediction, mm -hmm. which is, I think, something that's finally going to be different at the same time. I mean, it's taking an old match that's been around for years – and putting a new spin on it. Yeah. Yep. And having them both at the same time is kind of a unique premise. Yeah. And uh, I've been thinking about, you know, money in the bank coming up. And also I've been hearing uh, some stuff about, you know, Vince's attitude lately. And he's kind of been in this kind of like screw it attitude. I wonder how much that's going to play into what happens here in money in the bank. Honestly. Yeah. Um, kind of like what you're saying. I mean, we might see Nia Jax win the Money in the Bank. Yeah, I'm hoping it's Lacey Evans. But oh man, I mean, yeah, me too. I mean, she looked good tagging with Tamina on Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, liking the new outfit with the Rosie to the Riveter look, but yeah, yeah. But, um, I like the fact that Tamina's getting her first shot at the title. Yeah. I mean, I know that him and or Vince and Jimmy Snuka had it out for a long time, like not agreeing with each other, and that's why he was kind of skeptical to bring him back on the show with Piper sure. a couple years ago. But, um, I mean, that's going back to the when Piper had a feud with Rikishi at Backlash in 2005. <laughs> wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it brought in mm – -hmm. I can't remember his name because he wasn't around very long and he was very, very snoozy, but Piper's protege – 
don't even bother looking him up. It's mm. not even worth it. Um, I just know he had the Spider-Man logo on his tights, but yeah. Um, oh wait, are you talking about Sean O'Hare? Yeah, Sean O'Hare. Yeah, man, he could have been something. He yeah. really could have. Like I said, not even worth our time because he just kind of vanished yeah. like a fart in the wind. Yeah. Um, well, he he was around. So Sean O'Hare, man, I used to be a big fan of him because, okay. again, you know, like we've talked about in the past, it, it, hybrid athletes, you know, like Drew McIntyre. Yeah. He's kind of like a, you know, I think Drew McIntyre is almost like a modern day Sean O'Hare. Um, Except successful. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sean O'Hare actually tag team with Mark Jindrak. I don't know if you remember I Mark Jindrak. I remember that now. Yeah. Back in WCW. And I saw them, you know, back then, and it was awesome. And Sean O'Hare was a part of the invasion uh, angle. And he looked good. I mean, I thought he was one of the more standout WCW stars at that time, uh, you know, during the invasion. I mean, you didn't have, you know, Hall, Hogan, Nash, uh, you know, obviously Sting. But uh, Sean O'Hare, I mean, yeah, he could have been something. I know he... uh, he took his own life. Uh, yeah. It might have been late 2000s or so. But yeah. Man, it, or no, I mean, it might have been even more recently. But, yeah, that's, uh, uh, again, underutilized talent. Exactly. Anyway. <laughs> but, yeah. Not to go down another uh, uh, reminiscing road, but well, uh, I guess let's give the people what they want now and give our predictions for this unique pay-per-view that's only going to have five or six matches yeah and it felt like it was just you know the the build-up to this man took forever i mean it feels like wrestlemania was forever ago um it was a month ago tuesday yeah so i guess you know i guess that's on track but yep duh okay so smackdown tag team championship the new day Versus the Miz and John Morrison versus the Forgotten Sons versus Lucha House Party. I'm going with a dark horse. I'm calling it right now. Lucha House Party's getting their getting their push. Hmm. You know they've been on TV more. Yeah. They've been just. I mean they're. Ah, they're they're so good. Yeah. I mean you know that. Oh. I'm going to say the New Day retains. Okay. Um, Write this down, folks. Usually we agree on most stuff. Yeah. This might be a different show today. It might be. Uh, you know, Lucha House Party, of course, I, I, I want to see them win. Yeah. I mean, I think um, even even that, uh, that Elimination Chamber, I just thought they looked awesome. Yes. And they deserve, you know, they deserve a good push. But I really think the New Day hasn't had the titles that long. I mean, in this run, what, their eighth run? Yeah. Yeah, they haven't had it long, but the Miz and Morrison didn't have it long either, and they lost it. The New Day has been a faction for five years now. Yeah. Holy crap. And they've won the belt eight times. Watch out, Dudley boys. Yep. Well, I think they've already beaten Demolition for how long they've held it. Oh. Oh. 
Oh, we might have breaking news here. Uh-oh. And not in a good way. This just in, ladies and gentlemen. It's loading. Please from, bear with me just a moment. All right. Oh, no. This is sad for the music news world and WrestleMania. WrestleMania 10 celebrity Little Richard passes away today at the age of 87. Oh, no. Yeah. So, that fresh off the airwaves. Wow. So. We brought it to you first. I, well, no, probably second or third. Second was I mean, we got <laughs> Russell Feed bringing it to us live as it happens. Dang, man. Yeah. So, music icon passes away today. Well, our thoughts and our prayers go out to Little Richard's family. Yes. And uh, I'll probably have to listen to Lucille or a couple of his other songs on the way home. Yeah. So, all right. Unfortunately, back to off that note, I mean. Yeah. Uh, I know we're both looking at the same website here as far as predictions go, just because we wanted to have the card in front of us. Mm-hmm. As you can see there, it does have two different picks for – um, for this match, for some reason, I think it's because it's two different analysts. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, one analyst agrees with you in the new day. Yeah. The other one is agree or is going against the grain with the Forgotten Sons. I don't think it's their time yet, man. No, it's too early. Yeah. They look good. I mean, they're a good tag team, but if it was on Memorial Day, I'd get it. Kind of a gimmicky win for ex Marines, but sure. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen. I stand by my pick. Yep. Me too. All right. So you got you got the SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey and Tamina. I think to, I think Bailey is going to retain. Uh I just don't think <laughs> I just don't think Tamina's ever gonna win the title. It's, I'm hoping I once again I disagree. I'm hoping that she she does. I mean, I in what you were saying with Vince's I fuck it attitude lately. Yeah. Maybe she surprises the world. Maybe she becomes the champion for one month. Sure. Um, I She's due. She's owed that much with all the hard work that she's put in over the last couple months. Mm-hmm. Being one of the few people that is like, I don't care. I'm going to show up every week and wrestle. Yeah. Maybe that's what Vince needed to prove that she's the one that could probably carry it for a month. Yeah, I mean, she's she's looking good in the ring. She's you you could tell she's put the work in. Uh I just don't think the charisma is still there. Uh and I don't think it'll in my opinion, I don't think it'll ever be there. Yeah. Uh you know, I, I think Tamina's older too. I want to say she's 40, 41 possibly. And uh um, She's been around a little while. Yeah. Which is crazy. I mean, I, I think I saw her on an episode of Superstars back in maybe <laughs> 2010 or 2011 or something like that. Um, Which, by the way, folks, if you haven't gotten enough of your wrestling fix and don't have the WWE Network, but do have Hulu, main event, Superstars, and yeah. 205 Live is now on Hulu. Not a sponsor. Yep. <laughs> and uh, she's 42, by the way. 42, yeah. yeah. So man, you know, I just I, I, I see, you know, may, maybe a good push, but just not enough to win the title. Yeah. Um And surprisingly enough, she's not from the Isle of Samoa. She's a native of the state of Washington. Yeah, close close, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Most people from the Isle of Samoa move there. Sure. Sure. So <laughs> But yeah, I'm 
I'm hoping they give her just a little bit of the spotlight. She's kind of going to be like a Braun Strowman type women's champion, more or like a Brock Lesnar, just like the one that, or even better yet, AEW reference, Nia Rose, Nyla Rose, excuse me. Yeah. The big beefcake of the women's holding onto the belt for a little bit and then somebody just taking it away from her. Sure. So that's yeah. my look on it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think Bailey's going to hold on to the title a little more. I think there's going to be some kind of build up. Because, man, I, I honestly think that the next women's champion on SmackDown will be uh, Lacey Evans. I hope so, too. And so I see something building up there uh, between between Lacey Evans and Bailey again. And, you mean uh, food court, Karen? <laughs> 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 why why you call her that? That haircut, man. <laughs> that, yeah. I can't get over it. I know, man. Yeah. Oh, man. Um. Universal Championship, Braun Strowman versus Bray Wyatt, not The Fiend. Yeah. that I don't know why they – I think the, they saved The Fiend for the crowd. Sure. That's why they did the gimmick match with John Cena. Yeah. Um, I think this is more of what the fans want. They want him versus Bray Wyatt because Bray's the one who brought him in with the Wyatt family. I mean, if you watched SmackDown yesterday, you saw him tempt him with the black sheep mask. Mm-hmm. I mean, he thought about it for maybe a second and then said, no, he goes, this is my home and I'm the universal champion. Yeah. And that was it. That's all he needed to say. Mm-hmm. I don't think they're going to take the belt off him that quick just because the, there's no crowd, which doesn't feed the fiend. So why put the belt on him just now? Yeah. But I'm picking Strowman all the way. Yeah, now I agree. I'm, I'm going with Strowman. Uh, honestly, in my opinion, man, I, I just really don't want to see, uh, you know, Drew McIntyre lose that belt or Strowman lose that belt before they, um, you know, they they get to a live crowd because I really want to see how, how how the crowd really reacts to these guys. Yeah, and I really think they deserve that, especially for the work that they've put into it. Uh, they deserve that um, that crowd reaction. And they deserve to be gauged off of that. Uh, exactly. I mean, because if you watch the last couple of live shows before everything went dark, mm-hmm. the crowd reaction to Drew McIntyre was great already because he kind of turned – he didn't turn face, but he kind of went in between. Yeah, yeah. And then Strowman has always been kind of that same character. He's never been a heel. He's never been a face. He's just himself. And the crowd reacted to that very positively for both guys and – they deserve that, mm-hmm. like you were saying. So, yeah, here's hoping. Man, you know, I, I have to say, and I think I brought this up in one of our episodes way back before Royal Rumble. I I saw Drew McIntyre turning face a little bit. He uh, he squashed No Way Jose, uh, and one of the guys in the conga line, cheeseburger guy, and he apologized to the cheeseburger. And I was like, I see something <laughs> happening here. I see I see the tide turning a little bit. Yep. And uh, sure enough, which takes us uh, to the next match here on the card, the WWE Championship, Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins. I like your announcer voice there. Yes. <laughs> I've been working on it. Uh, I'll let you start with this one. 
Yeah. I mean, again, you know, we just said, I'd like to not see the title change hands so quickly. Uh, mm-hmm. Drew McIntyre, man, he's doing good. And I think they just need to keep, you know, keep feeding this guy because, man, he's, it just seems like he's getting better and better on the mic. He's getting better and better. Um, just his charisma is great. I I don't want to see him lose that title. And uh, Seth Rollins has just, I'm sorry, but the dude sucks as a heel. Um, he just, he can't, he can't talk on the mic. He's given the same promo. Um, now he did bring up something last week when he was talking about you know i need the title back because the fans are just going to treat drew how they how they treated me and you know how i you know um i think if he comes at it more at that angle instead of um what he's just been saying as far as oh we need a leader we need a leader that's just getting old so I don't know. It, you know, I think Seth Rollins needs to really, um, I don't know. It, it, his, his mic skills just got to get better. He's got to deliver this better and build this up better on his end. Um, I think McIntyre's doing great, and I think he should keep the title. That's it. Well, here's my opinion on the whole thing, and this is what's going to happen. <laughs> Have you been working on that? No, I've been doing this for years. You can <laughs> ask anybody. Drew's going to come into the ring and beat the Jesus out of that man. Yes, for a good pe- or a good reason, and that's why well, hope the God get rid of the Messiah, and that's why I said beat the Jesus out of him. Yes, beat the holy hell out of him. I don't care what faction of religion you're looking at in this. Get rid of this goddamn Messiah. Yeah. Sorry, don't use that in term, <laughs> but um, maybe that's what this is going to turn into. Like Murphy's been gone for a couple weeks, and then all of a sudden he showed up. Mm-hmm. last week not this or not this past week but the week before to help out Seth and then when I saw that it wasn't going to be a match with Seth it was just going to be another interview yeah I was like okay I can't I can't do this anymore like why aren't these guys fighting mm-hmm. like the only way you're going to keep your skills up and JR said this on AEW not hitting the weight room not going on a diet wrestle oh absolutely yeah. See, see that with Goldberg. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> I mean, you know, sorry, dude looks great. You know, uh, but you know, we've said it before. It looked like he hadn't spent a minute in the ring before he got in there with Bray Wyatt. I yeah. mean, since you know, since his Undertaker match. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. Now Murphy had a match with uh, McIntyre Monday, and he looked pretty good. Yeah. And uh, I'd really like to see a, a Murphy-Rollins feud here down the line. Maybe this was going to start on Sunday. Maybe. Because his other two followers are out for eight months because of – that's the thing I don't get. And not to keep saying this again, because like, I actually listened to Carlos's show last week. One of the Usos got hurt. That means both of them are out for eight months again. I don't mm, understand yeah. that. One of the AOPs hurt. They're out for eight months again. Why can't the other one go single? I, 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 man, honestly, in my opinion, I don't even think AOP 
is even good as a tag team. Yeah. And, and, you know, for one guy to be on his own, I, you know, I think the reason why some of those guys get booked into being a tag team is because they know as, as singles competitors, as singles um, superstars on the, on the mic, mm-hmm. um, they need that extra help from one another. Sure. And so, I mean, for me, it's just like I, I couldn't imagine um, any of those, as far as AOP, any of those two guys getting pushed um, or even, you know, even really looking good. Sure. Yeah, I kind of agree with you on that. Especially because they kind of feed off each other, so. Yeah. And you can't have a new finish or the same finishing move without the um, other guy power bombing the other guy into the back and then power bombing them together, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a weird finishing maneuver anyway, so. But anyways, back to the Drew McIntyre match. Yes. I'm going with Drew 100%. Yep, me too. And I follow it up with my accent. Yes. I'm not <laughs> even going to try it. I don't blame you, son. <laughs> uh, women's Money in the Bank ladder match. Nia Jax versus Asuka versus Shayna Baszler versus Lacey Evans versus Carmella versus Dana Brooke. And I got to tell you something. Something happened kind of weird this weekend as far as Dana Brooke goes. She had her uh, Instagram hacked, and for some reason, I was one of the people that got followed by the fake account and hit up on Instagram Messenger about, this is really Dana Brooke, I'm so proud of you for being a fan of mine and whatnot, and blah, blah, blah. I'm like, A, no. Here's my OnlyFans account. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Good callback. Um, (laughs) But yeah, anyways, that's just a random story that happened to me this week with Dana Brooke, so. Wow. Um. What's your take on this? Um, uh, man. Because it's a match that's never happened before, so this is going to be kind of a hard call. Yeah. Especially being one-on-one at the same time with the men's match going on at the same time. Sorry, that was repeated. Repetitive. Oh, man. I didn't realize that it See, that that goes to show how much I've been paying attention. They're going on at the same time. Yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, I think Shayna Baszler's going to win. Um, I hear some distaste in that comment. Yeah, you know, it it just it that just seems to be where it's going. I mean, you look at the elimination chamber, she squashed them. I mean, if she was not going to win, how'd she win the elimination chamber match so easily? I don't know. But then lost at WrestleMania. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't really a good loss, but she still didn't sure take the belt. Yeah. Good point. Uh, man, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think Shayna Baszler is going to win. Uh, I think she's just, it, it, when I look at these... Uh, competitors and i think of who's just the most dangerous with the money in the bank it's shana baszler yeah at this point i unfortunately probably am going to agree with you as far as the winner goes mm-hmm. who i want to win obviously is lacy yeah who i think has a small chance naya because of the whole pushing of a different uh different person now that 
I think they're kind of loosening up who's been. Well, Naya really hasn't been around for a while. She's been hurt. Yeah. And the fact that she's been thrown back into this all of a sudden kind of makes me think that they might be pushing her a little bit. I mean, yes, it is 50-50 as far as like SmackDown versus Raw here. But both Shayna and I are on Raw. Mm-hmm. I mean, that could set up something as far as like maybe a Money in the Bank challenge after that. Like somebody takes the briefcase off one or the other. Sure. Ah, yeah. Back in the old days like they used to do. Because I watched a match the other day. It was, uh, <laughs> funny enough, RVD versus Shelton Benjamin. RVD had the Money in the Bank. Benjamin had the Intercontinental title. The match was for winner take all. You get the Intercontinental Championship and the Money in the Bank Championship. Yeah. Let's have another Money in the Bank square off. Yeah. I mean, that that would be cool. I just don't think Nia's going to get um, a big push just with, you know, the past couple weeks. Uh, a lot of people talking about just her sloppiness in the ring. And I, yeah. and I completely, man, it, it got me fired up just seeing um, um, Kyrie Sane just seeing her get thrown around mm-hmm. uh, by Nia. Very, you know, it was very, that um, buckle bomb or whatever she did. I mean, that was just. Yeah, it was a botch bomb. That She hit the back of her head on the second rope, right? Yeah, or like that, that turnbuckle, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there's nothing I get fired up more about than just somebody who is in the ring just because. You know, WWE Vince McMahon sees them as a big powerhouse, and but they don't know how to wrestle. They don't know how to. Uh, they're not properly. <laughs> it's crazy that these are professionals. They're yeah. not even properly trained. Oh, the uh, ring rust was real for for sure. So you know, I just get really fired up about that. It just it, for me, it just it looks like laziness. Yeah, and I'm thinking you're doing this on a professional, global level. I mean, uh, you're just the beast from the the Johnson family, essentially. Yeah. I mean, I would even say she's probably one of the biggest ones in that whole group, as far as size goes. I mean, not saying that she's like fat or anything. I'm just saying like she's yeah, big girl. She's what close to 300 pounds according yeah. to yeah, according to her build weight. Yeah, and. The fact that you're throwing around little Kyrie saying, I mean, yeah, I get it. Another tie-in to AEW. It's kind of like Nyla versus Rio. Same concept. Mm-hmm. Somebody's going to get hurt really bad. Yeah. And I don't want to see that to a professional. I want to yeah. see these people weekly. I don't want to see somebody out for eight months with a neck injury. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. I would like to see another RKO on Nia Jax. That wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> and the fact that they're not even doing it at pay-per-view, they're doing it the week, the day after in Raw, a rematch of our Randy Orton and Edge. Yeah. Uh, it's not a last-man-standing match by any means, but it's just a regular one-on-one falls count in the ring. Yeah, that'll be cool to see. Um, yeah. But dang, you know, I, I, I know they're, they're probably doing that, you know, try to get the ratings back up. Sure. Because um, there aren't any. Yeah. I just, you know, I, I can't wait for a crowd, you know. Amen. I can't wait for a crowd to be there. Uh, f- 
anyways, so yeah, moving on to the men's money in the bank ladder match. AJ Styles, Aleister Black, Rey Mysterio, Daniel Bryan, Otis, and King Corbin. Now, I know Ray was talking about, you know, risk and reward, and that's been thrown around quite a bit, you know, mm-hmm. leading up to this. Um, man, I wonder, and I did see a video about uh, Ray has said that he would love to put his mask on the line sometime. I mean, he did back in 99 with Kevin Nash. Yeah. Uh, Which was a bullshit match anyways. Yeah. But... Um, I wonder, it, it kind of almost sounded like he was kind of hinting towards something like that. Uh, I mean, if that happens again, retirement shortly coming after that. Sure. I mean, I'm, I know he's waiting for his son to get up in there. Yeah. But his son's not it's still too young and too raw, so, I mean, I don't think he has that much time left. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. He's been wrestling since what, 93? Oh, yeah, something. I want to say 95. I mean, he's kind of reached the term. Yeah, no, it says 2002. Shit, but I think that was when WWE. he made his WWE. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know he started wrestling young. Oh, yeah, 92. Wow. Okay, so he's been around as long as The Undertaker. Yeah. Put yeah. that into perspective, folks. Yeah. Undertaker's ready to retire. He's looking for that perfect ending match. Mm-hmm. And then you have Ray Ray, still flying off the top rope, doing everything, 6-1-9-ing everybody. I don't know, man. You know what? He's 10 years younger than The Undertaker. That's a good point. But Yeah, because I think Ray started when he was 18, and yeah. Undertaker yep. started when he was like in his mid-20s. Yeah, could be. Yep. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I. Yeah, I see Ray being around maybe maybe a year or two and uh, going out, but yeah, man. I I'd like to see his. You know, I I think him and you know maybe Andrade Andrade would be the perfect. You know, would be the perfect. Um, unmasker. Yeah. Yeah. If that's even a word. Unmasker. Uh, yeah. yeah. Perfect opponent. Uh, you know what he should do? What's that? Lose his mask and then go on the mask Singer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good idea. Yep. Or he should just take off his mask. On the, no. On the mask Singer. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's on the same channel. Yeah. So, yeah, AJ Styles, Aleister Black, Rave Stereo, Daniel Bryan. Man, uh, man, I forgot Otis was in this match. That's going to be the wild card for me, but I don't think he's going to win it. No. So is somebody going to get thrown off the building? If it's not Baron Corbin, I don't really want anybody else to go. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. King Corbin. Yes. Um, Mr. I have a small penis, so give me a king. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I said it. Fight me. <laughs> you heard it. You heard yeah. it here, Corbin. Bring it on, bitch. Bring it on. <laughs> Uh, I'll stay away. He's a three-time Golden Gloves. He didn't make it in the NFL. He can't fight anymore. Oh, well. I'm about the same height, just not in the same shape, but whatever. Sure. Well, <laughs> uh, honestly, yeah, I think AJ Styles is winning this. Um, I don't know. 
just hearing a little bit about backstage, AJ Styles not being happy in WWE. Yeah. I think WWE is going to be kissing his ass quite a bit and uh, giving him whatever he wants. <laughs> That's just my opinion. Right, and I'm going to once again say I think you're right as far as he'll win, but who I want to win is Alistair. Alistair Black, you know, me too. <laughs> we're, we're split as far as, like, the analysis goes. Mm-hmm. Um, on the internet as well, um, a couple people have ch- looked at this match as, like with us. Uh, one picked AJ, the other one picked Alistair Black. So I think hedging our bets on this one that we're safe saying that AJ is probably going to win, but Alistair is going to be in a close second, if not a surprise winner. Yeah. And honestly, you know, it could lead up to, again, what you were saying, maybe, maybe an Alistair versus AJ Styles uh feud again i think i think it's been hinting towards that uh especially with alistair's promo um you know whether or not that be for a money in the bank or whether you know aj styles wins you know and i'm thinking very hypothetically way down the road here you know if he mm-hmm. casts that in and alistair goes for the championship and it's a SummerSlam match i don't know yeah uh I was happy with the Alistair AJ match at Elimination Chamber. I mean, that was a great fight, as it was standalone with no nothing on the line. Yeah, that was one of the highlights for me of Elimination Chamber. Yeah. Yep. I've been wanting somebody to feud with him. Really a good idea that um, they finally pick somebody that is like a top billing or a main eventer, as Christian used to say. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm hoping it's Alistair, but I know – Deep down, they're going to push AJ one more time at least before yep. he might just jump ship pretty much. Yeah. So. I mean, who knows, man. Uh, yeah, I think AJ has another push. Um, yeah, I, I think he's he's due for another one here in WWE. And uh, who knows what will happen after that, honestly. Yep. Uh, but. We have a little bit more to cover, folks, because we've been kind of treating them as a stepchild. Yeah. AEW has been kind of blowing it out of the water as far as the furlough matches go, and like we were talking about. And this past week, possibly having one of the best matches since the first Crowdless show that they had with um, Omega and Paige versus the Lucha Brothers. Yep. And I was presently surprised with even the opening match with Cody Rhodes and Joey Janela. Yeah, that was one hell of a one hell of a fight. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, Janela is going to get his up and um, coming reverence, so to speak. Sure, I think he needs to change his persona, though. Yeah, um, honestly, yeah, I hear the name Joey Janela, and I'm like, wait, who? What? what? Yeah, and then of course you see a match like him with him and Cody Rhodes, and it's like, whoa, yeah, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, I I agree with you on that one. I do too. And uh, watching how good he was, as far as like how he handled Cody's like all-out offense, yeah, basically trying to steal one essentially with a couple of the moves that he had. I mean, Cody hung in there. Um, he didn't really do anything like off the wall, except for maybe that moonsault off the stage, which was kind of cool. But yeah. Um, other than that, it was a really good match. Yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a good match, a uh, good way to start off. Dynamite, 
you yep. know, and I know we're, we're just ranting and raving about just what, what they're doing. Um, you know, it's just, I, I also think AEW doesn't have a lot of the, um, I don't know, just the, the, the shit that WWE has been dealing with the lawsuits, right. uh, you know, WWE, uh, you know they've been under fire for a lot of things here just in the past month yeah and um yeah i mean the opposite way of looking at that is cody's out there trademarking stuff like he's got his name back for god's sake yeah who knew that cody rhodes was trademarked from the wwe yeah, yeah. That's, that's why all of his t-shirts and whatnot just say cody just say cody yeah, yeah. makes sense now yeah um he went out and trademarked a couple different wcw pay-per-views which i'm not sure which ones he got because they haven't been released yet mm-hmm I'm hoping it's Halloween Havoc. Um, but, yeah, he's out there making money moves, and Vince is spending money and losing money like crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think they got, you know, I think Cody's got a chip on his shoulder, you know. And, um, yeah, AEW just has a, a fire right now. Oh, and, yeah. And uh, as far as, you know, they're – Wednesday night wars or even even shoot you know they can go up against raw or smackdown right now and I think AEW just has the better show oh yeah I mean they've been consistently beating NXT every week for since their debut so mm -hmm. I mean the numbers were a little closer this week because there were two title matches on NXT this week yeah um both of them were just so so sure. um but it did bring back Finn Balor which everybody wanted finally yeah um Velveteen's ongoing feud with the undisputed era seems to be continuing so mm -hmm. but other than that there really wasn't much to it i mean yes there's a cruiserweight title tournament now and they're doing it group style like soccer but you go back to the other station kind of like back in the day when you're flipping between usa and oh, tnt yeah. oh yeah and you see like john moxley and frankie kazarian fighting mm-hmm and that's not a non-title fight, but it was Matt wrestling. It was weird to see John Moxley in a Matt wrestling match. Like, I don't get it. Like, where did that come from? Yeah. Jr. Yeah. was impressed, but yeah, I, I feel like I've seen that before. I don't know if Moxley has any amateur wrestling background. I'm sure he's got a little bit, but then you go into a match like. Lance Archer versus Q QT Marshall. Yeah. I have to say, even though he's a heel, and I'm usually not the biggest fan of the heels, mm -hmm. Lance Archer is impressing me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, you know, and I think uh, with Jake the Snake, that's pretty cool. Uh, you know, and he's really, um, he's really been great in this whole thing. And I think his thing with Brandy Rhodes, that's kind of a... Uh, Throwback. Yeah. Miss Elizabeth. Yeah. 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 yeah, and uh, Brandy Rhodes is cutting some cool promos that you know um, the whole it's not 1991 and yeah. I will slap you back. And oh yeah, that's pretty cool. I thought, and I'm glad they didn't go down this road. I thought Archer was going to put her in the blackout. Oh yeah, but the fact that you know, Jr. like freak out and be like. This is like 1991 all over again. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah. And I was just, I was so surprised when I saw that and so happy. I was like, there's the nostalgia I've been waiting for. Yeah. That's yep. the first hint of it with, I mean, yes, they have Arn Anderson. Yes, they have 
uh, what's his face with Sean Archer. He hasn't been there in a couple weeks. The one of the four horses, Tully Blanchard. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that, that's a little bit of throwback. I mean, yes, they have Dustin Rhodes who is throwback in himself, which I look at him more as a player coach than anything. But mm-hmm. bring back the snake with Jake the Snake. Yeah. Kind of brought back that old feeling. Oh yeah. Well, what about Taz and uh, Darby Allen? I know Taz was talking about offering yeah. him help. Pausing. Yeah. But now, yeah, now I'm starting to think, uh, you know, now are we getting too many veterans, you know, kind of getting in here and coaching and, yeah. you know, but whatever. I mean, you know, it's working. It's it's looking good. It's, um, you know, I'm curious to see what that is, what, I don't... what that turns into. I hope they don't go the full WCW route where they bring back all the people that have left WWE and just kind of throw it into that whole NWO faction thing again. Sure. We have all these older wrestlers that have been around for years trying to make a name for themselves again and all these WCW talent, or AEW in this case, going up against it. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> that reminds me of uh, WCW back in like 2000, 2001. Right, right towards the end. the end, you had the the new blood versus the they call them the old age outlaws. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> Which was uh, like Terry Funk and uh, um, I think Hulk Hogan. Yeah, Hulk Hogan and uh, you know the older guys against the newer guys, Jindrak and O'Hare. And... Yeah, I remember this slightly. <laughs> yeah, um, that was back yeah towards the end of it where WCW was kind of falling off. Oh yeah, and WWE was once again just running away with it finally in the in the uh uh monday night war excuse me let's see here old age outlaws you have arn anderson <laughs> okay larry zabisco okay paul orndorff okay and terry funk wow i mean yeah. you can't get much of a older stable of wrestlers back then <laughs> can't get yeah yep. and think about that that was 20 years ago Jeez, I know. I was just thinking about that because, uh, you know, Terry Funk was. I mean, he was probably only fifty at that time. I yeah. mean, he looked like he was seventy, but <laughs> right. Well, he wrestled like he was thirty, but uh, with the chainsaw. I mean, <laughs> but man, yeah. But finally, on AEW, we have to talk about this. The match that probably brought around the biggest meme on the internet right now. You have Broken Matt Hardy and Kenny Omega. Oh, yeah. Versus Les Sex Gods. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And the golf cart. Oh, yeah. Now yeah. I've been told uh, to... I'm going to look up... Yeah, I'm going to look this up here. Yep. This I have to say, this is the match I was talking about when we first started talking about AEW. Uh, this is probably going to be one of the biggest memes of all time the best match since the first furlough episode <laughs> oh my god yeah yeah but i will have i will say this if you fully watch the scene and you can play it right now if you find a video like the videos in the background will be okay yeah um the way he, uh he sells it when he hits his face on the on the golf cart was one of the worst sells I've ever seen in my life. 
Oh, here we go. Yep. Oh, man. Here he comes. Watch this. Boom. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, and oh, man. To see that sell like that, and especially right before Chris sold it really poorly, and JR even called it like, I don't think he was hit very hard by that, but he got a little bit of it. You can tell he jumped out of the way the last minute. Yeah, yeah. But um, once again, shout out to Carlos. Welcome to the team, by the way. Yep. Um, he did make mention of something, too, with the Johnny Gargano versus uh, Tommaso Ciampa final match. Mm-hmm. When they had the little scissor lift in there and they didn't utilize it, yeah. AEW saw that, took the idea and ran with it. I mean. Once again, man. Yeah. Yeah. AEW is thinking outside the box. Yeah, they really are, man. Mm-hmm. They are not disappointing, that's for sure. Right. And the uh, the MJF angle, I mean, I, once again, I thought he cut a great promo. I saw a meme with him and CM Punk, and it said, uh, pictured here is the uh, world's greatest heel and also CM Punk. Oh. And, and MJF is like probably 12 years old at the time, 13. That That just breaks my heart to hear that. Man. But I don't know. I, I'm telling you, I'm – I'm digging MJF. I I think he, man, he's so young, and he's he's got probably. I'm not even joking. He probably has 30 more years in this business. Yeah, you know my stance on it. Oh, I know. Yeah, I know. Pardon my French, but fuck that guy. <laughs> but I think, man, I I um, yeah, I think uh, he's just gonna get more and more innovative uh, on the mic. Uh, I think he's going to do things that we've probably never seen before as a heel. And I think he is going to become the standard of what we look at as a heel. Uh, just my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think AEW has some good stuff. Honestly, you know, where I've been at the past month, I mean, you know, I'm I'm a big fan of Velveteen. On NXT, I'm a big fan of Gargano and, and Champa and, and Balor. Uh, yeah. But honestly, man, I find myself, you know, gravitating towards Dynamite on Wednesdays. Uh, I like what they're doing, and it just seems like, you know, just like their phrase, all in. I mean, yeah. it seems like they're all in. Uh, this, is, this isn't like separate superstars looking to build accolades right now, you know, and, 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 um, they're all in for the better of one business where it seems like, um, WWE is everybody, you know, with their own agenda. Yeah. That's my opinion, honestly. Uh, you know, I'm still entertained by WWE, but it just seems like there are some politics and, uh, Unfortunately, I think it hurts. It's been hurting the business. Well, I look at it this way. It's kind of like this Toy Story method. You're at the beginning of the movie, and you're with WWE, a.k.a. Woody. Mm-hmm. And then your birthday comes along, and the new toy shows up, AEW, and Buzz Lightyear. Sure. Who are you playing with more right now? Yeah. You got that old friend in your back pocket in WWE, mm-hmm. but you want to play with the new shiny toy. And that's kind of like how it was back in the day with WCW when they came out, like, just rocking. Yeah. They took over, dominated for a while, and then WWE came back. 
Now I can't say the same thing's going to happen this time mm-hmm. because it's like old shoes. And what do you do with old shoes? Eventually you throw them out. Yeah. I'm not saying that the WWE is going away by any means, but I think for a while, maybe even five good years, AEW will rule. Yeah. Yeah. I think something, something's got to happen. And I, I, WWE's kind of been going in the wrong direction with all of it. Uh, as far as how they, I don't know if I look back to October to now, I mean, just how they've handled a lot of stuff. The only highlight I could think of is Drew McIntyre and Braun Strowman. Uh, you actually just brought up a trigger point in my head for that and the way they're handling Roman Reigns. Oh yeah. You've heard about some of this, I'm sure. Well, I know they've kind of erased um just any talk of him any, any yeah. shots of him anything just until he comes back i mean i can't blame the man he had leukemia for how long he's still fighting it his wife is about to give birth to twins so okay he does have twins now he will it, uh according to what i just i just saw something that said he's eight month old twins oh i know he has so. a a son and a daughter previously or no he had he had three kids previously okay, before this pregnancy now who his wife is pregnant with twins currently okay okay so i know they said he said well, well the leukemia is not so much an issue you know it's not the medications i'm taking aren't mm-hmm. um you know compromising my immune system but this is really for my kids because my kids are going to carry on my legacy. My right. kids are going to carry on my name. Like, I need to look out for them first and foremost. Right, yeah. And I can see maybe the whole pandemic scare being a little bit more in the back of his mind because some of the people like myself and whatnot have, like, disabilities as far as, like, their immune systems may be a little bit lower than some other people. Mm-hmm. I get it. Yeah. Um. I will form an opinion on this whole thing myself. I won't put it on the air here because this isn't like a soapbox for that. We're not about the politics. Yeah. But um, I get it. Like, he's a family man, like you said. Take care of your family first. Why be punished for that? Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah. And so it's kind of nice to hear a little update, what's going on with that. and Right. You know. Uh, hope to see him back soon. You know, I, I'm glad that we, you know, a lot of these uh, sources can stop speculating. About sure. Him. Is he going to AEW? Is he, you know, uh, oh, you're always going to have the internet heroes out there. Sure. Hey, and some, sometimes I can be one of those. Yeah. I'm telling you, there, there's some things I've reported. I'm like, I shouldn't even said that. I was completely off. <laughs> FBI, CIA, come get him. No. Yep, yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway, you know, I mean, if if I could sum up this whole uh, this whole podcast episode, it's you know, I'm looking forward to Money in the Bank. I'm looking forward to seeing what um, you know. I, I think we're going to see a lot of storylines develop just from this Money in the Bank. Um, AEW is just killing it. I'm looking forward to Double or Nothing. Double or Nothing, right? Yes. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, With their own ladder match this time. First yeah. one in AEW history. Heck yeah. So 
um, yeah, I mean, it's it's still a, a great time for pro wrestling, and uh, I'm looking forward to the future, and I'm looking forward to just seeing how all this opens up. And, man, when that crowd gets back, it's just going to be awesome. Exactly. So. So, I guess for now, I promise that it won't be another month before we record an episode. We're going to try to get back into the swing of things and do this regularly. Yes, for Like sure. we were. Yeah. Um, we're going to hope to maybe collaborate with Carlos a little bit more on a couple shows, maybe have him, uh, pair up with Tony or myself and do one. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe all three of us on the air at one point. I mean, him being in Orlando is kind of a challenge to get everything together. Sure. Um, actually I got to get Tony and everybody together on a call with him so he can introduce himself. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But, uh, reach out to us, game on sports podcast at on twitter um we're on facebook we're on everything still um all the major podcasting sites we're still out there yeah um, give us a follow i know everybody's been dying to hear from us again from what i've been hearing so we're back ladies and gentlemen and just like drew mcintyre we're keeping the title <laughs> damn right so so that's all we got to say here. And if you're down with that, we got two words for you. Game, Game on. on.